Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. Well again, we're excited. I'm excited about this new year. And everybody say this word with me. Transformation. Transformation. Have you been transformed since you've become a believer? Have you been transformed in, in your life? Have you seen the people around you become transformed? Amen. Raise your hand if that's been you. Amen. And that should be all of us here today. We've all been transformed. I'm so glad to have every one of you here today because there's nothing like setting the tone for the rest of the year by being in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You set the tone. You could have decided to stay home. That would have been very easy to stay home. I felt like staying home this morning, but... I have a job to do. The Lord's called me to be here. Amen. So we set the tone for our spiritual walk this year by being here in the house of the Lord. Let me start off by asking you something about this past year, about 2016. First of all, who's glad to say goodbye to 2016? Anybody here? Yeah. There have been struggles. There have been trials. And we move on to a new year. But let me ask you this, mo this morning about this past year. Did you get things done? Did you make a difference? Did you save a life? Maybe spiritually, physically? Did you change the world? Because all of us here are capable of doing those things. I'm not talking about maybe the planet Earth, but the world, the world that you live in, the circle of influence that you impact. Did you change that? Did you lead at least one person to the Lord this year? Amen. At least one person. That's not hard to do. Every day we meet people. Every day we meet strangers. So what I'm trying to get you to, to see is that maybe if you didn't do any of those things this past year, maybe you can do them here this year. Amen. How many want to lead at least one person to the Lord this year? Let's make it a challenge. If you didn't get a chance to do that, let's make it a, a point to do that this year. You know, there, it's often said that there are three kinds of people in the world. Number one, those that make things happen. Number two, those that watch things happen. And number three, those that wonder what just happened. Right? And, and maybe you, you, you fit yourself or you fit in one of those areas. And again, I didn't come up with that, but it's often said that there's those three types of people. And this morning, what I want to talk to you about I've titled this A Year of Transformation. A Year of Transformation. Every end of the year, I go into the new year saying, Lord, Lord, what is a word that you've given me? What is a scripture that you've given me for our church? And this year, as I took some time off this, this December, and during the whole month of December, basically, I was asking the Lord, Lord, what is that word? And the one word that kept coming up was transformation. That there is going to be transformation in our church and in your life this year. Now the Lord gave me that word weeks ago. And he gave me a scripture with that. It's actually two scriptures. Uh, in Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. Uh, I'm actually going to read the whole chapter of Romans chapter 12 this morning. And we're going to go for and, and dig into that text, which is the whole chapter, chapter 12. So if you have your Bibles or your electronic devices, open them up because 
I don't have that, those scriptures all written out for you this morning. Romans chapter 12 and starting in verse 1. See, I believe this is the year of transformation for each of us. That it's going to happen in the spirit for each of you this year if you will tap into it. See, you have to tap into it. The Lord is a gentleman, amen? The Lord never, ever forces us to do anything that we don't want to do. That's what I love about the Lord. And I believe this year the Lord is calling us to step up and be the church. I'm not talking about just coming here every Sunday. I'm talking about being the church in your circle of influence, wherever it is that you go, whatever it is that you do. So beginning in... Chapter 12, verse 1. If you can stand this morning while I read the word, I would ask you to stand. If you can't, that's perfectly fine if you need to remain seated. But if you'll stand with me, it says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, everybody say transformed, transformed, by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For though, or for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members one of one another. Verse 6, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophesy according to the proportion of his faith, if service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you and bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. And verse 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, we come to you this morning. We thank you for this new year. We thank you for a year of hope, a year of life, Lord. 
a year of just living for you. We're, we're excited to know that, God, you're in control. And Lord, because you're in control, we have no reason to fear about the future. We can trust in you with all of our heart, Lord, and know that you're going to lead us and guide us. And Father, as long as we continue to acknowledge your ways, you'll direct our paths. And so, Father, we thank you. We pray your anointing upon your word this morning. May it be true. May it be told as it stated, Father, in all its boldness. And Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor before you're seated and tell him, I'm transformed. I'm transformed. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. So this is what I want to encourage you to do this year. What I did is if you haven't done this ever, or maybe you haven't done it yet this year or, or late this past year, ask the Lord, Lord, give me a word and give me a scripture to back that word up. Have you ever done that? Have you ever asked the Lord to speak to you to give you specifically a word? I would ask that all of you do that this year. Begin to just say, Lord, Lord, what is it, that one word? It could be transformation. It could be uh, uh, rebuilding, restoration. It could be forgiveness. It could be loving. It could be a bunch of different words for you. But the Lord will reveal to you, if you ask Him, to give you a word. He'll also reveal to you a scripture to back that up. And then you, what you need to do is hold on to that. That's your promise. God has given that to you as a promise and for you to hold on to that and, and for you to declare it to everybody you come into that this is a year of transformation. Amen? This is a year of transformation. But here's the thing. Transformation is not just a natural process. It doesn't just say, okay, Lord, transform me. You don't say that. And, and, a, and a transformation process just happened. You have to put some legwork into it. You have to put some oomph into it, right? It doesn't just happen. It is within us and we are to live toward that goal. And by doing so, what I want to talk to you about, I want to show you what a transformed life looks like or what it can look like. What does a transformed look like? What are those thoughts that are going through your mind right now is, well, what do you mean, Pastor Rick? I'm a born-again believer. My life has been completely changed since uh, I came to know the Lord. Or maybe this past year, I've taken steps to, to walk with Him in a closer way. And that's great. But at the end of every year, th this is what I do. I measure, I measure myself. As, did I grow in comparison to the year before? Did I grow in comparison to the year before that? Or am I still stuck at the same level? Am I 20 years down the road at the same level. See, God doesn't want to leave you at the same level. He wants to challenge you and grow you. How many know that? Uh, I don't know about you, but my daughter Elizabeth is having a baby here any day now, okay? And um, by the time the course get back, she'll have a baby. And here's the thing, 20 years from now, I don't want to have a, a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old grandson, right? I want to have a 20-year-old grandson. I don't want to have a one-year-old 20 years later. That's what I'm talking about. We have to grow. Just like we do physically, we grow spiritually. So as you look back and reflect on your life this past year, how can I grow spiritually in this year? And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning, transformation. And the first thing on your outline is surrender. Everybody raise your hands like this. Everybody raise your hands. That's a universal sign of surrender. That's why we do it in church. 
when we raise our hands, what we're really saying, Lord, I surrender. I give up my ways and I look to you, the author and finisher of my faith. How many know that until you allow Jesus to take the wheel, he's not really the Lord of your life? Amen. Are you allowing the Lord to take the wheel? The Bible says in verse 1 of chapter 12 of Romans, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship, spiritual service of worship. See, oftentimes we don't allow Jesus to take that wheel, right? Because surrender is hard, especially for us men. Surrendering is really hard. And, and it can be a challenge. And even for some, some of the ladies here, surrendering is hard. And that's what the Lord is wanting you to do is just say, I'm tired of being tired, Lord. I'm tired of doing it my way. Lord, I give you the wheel. I give you my life. Lord, whatever it is that you want me to do. It, it, Lord, uh, how can I help out in church? How can I be a blessing to my neighbors? How can... And you can begin to have that conversation with the Lord. It starts with surrendering. Amen? If you've been getting the same results day after day, week after week, month after month, and continue to do the same thing and, and go into this new year and thinking, well, things are going to change this year. They have a definition for that. You know what that is, right? It's a word. It's called insanity. You can't be doing the same thing day after day, week after week, month after month, and expect different results. That's insanity. The Lord is saying, give complete control to Him. Surrender your life to Him. It starts with that. Until we are completely surrendered, we cannot become transformed. Amen. How many want to be transformed from the inside out? Totally given over to the Lord. Totally saying, Lord, here I am. I'm going to preach on this. Maybe next week, uh, I'm throwing it up in the air on, on Samuel, little Samuel, when the Lord spoke to him and called him and said, Samuel. And, and, and remember that story? Samuel said, who, who, who was it? He didn't know four different times. He didn't know who that was. And, and so he hadn't surrendered until that final time he surrendered. said, well, here I am. What, what can I do for you, Lord? Here I am. And that's what we need to do. Here I am, Lord. What do I need to do? How can I be a blessing? See, you're all instruments here in God's kingdom. And some of you are actively involved in ministry right now. And God is blessing you. And God will continue to bless you. And God wants to tell you this morning that he's going to continue to transform your ministries. And continue to be a blessing to you. And give you everything you need to accomplish the task at hand. Amen? Amen. So, it's time that we surrendered to him. It starts with that. Our point, second point here is seek a renewed mind, a renewed mind. And I don't know about you, but uh, you know, I work a full-time job. I get home. Uh, I turn off the switch. It's very easy for me to turn off the switch at work. Uh, for others, sometimes it's very hard and difficult to turn that switch off because the world beats you up. The, the workplace beats you up and it throws all this stuff on you. And if you allow it to soak into your spirit, it comes out of you in a negative way. And then you get home and you turn the TV on, hit that recliner, kick back, and then you watch the junk on TV. And if that's not bad enough, then we get on Facebook and then we see everybody dissing this and this and that, and throwing their business on Facebook and, and all that pollutes our minds. It pollutes our heart 
That's why it's so important that we renew our minds. Amen. Romans 12 and 2 says this. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Until your mind is renewed, you're not living in the will of God. Did you hear what it's saying here? You're not living in the will of God until your mind is renewed. See, our minds have to be renewed because our, our minds as carnal human beings do not, do not line up with our Heavenly Father. So pray for that every day. Pray for a renewing of your mind every day, every day. Lord, wash this filth off of me. Wash this filth out of my mind from work. That, you know, I, I want to kill this coworker and that coworker. I'm just kidding. I don't want to kill them. I don't want to wish any ill harm on them. But what I'm saying is all that stuff dumps on you. And you got to renew your mind. Otherwise, by the end of the week, by Friday, you're going to be a tough person. Nobody wants to hang out with you, right? Nobody wants to talk to you. Nobody wants to look at you. So renew your mind in the Lord. Amen. And then... We go on to the next point, serving the mission of God's kingdom. There's a mission in God's kingdom for each of us. And it, and it really ties into one of our favorite scriptures here, Jeremiah 29, 11, where it says that I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. How many know that verse? He has a plan for each of you. Amen. Each of you here are so unique. You know, there's not another Jill there's not another Dan. There's not another Sandy and so forth. There's not another Pastor Rick. You are unique and uniquely created. But having said that, he's given you a mission, a task in the kingdom of God that only you are qualified to do. Remember the story of Moses? God called him. He didn't call his brother Aaron. He didn't call anybody. And here, Moses was a stutterer, the Bible says. He couldn't even talk right. And Moses is going like, you want me to lead these people out of, out of Egypt? I can't even talk. The Lord will use who he wants to use. And he will use you today, regard, despite what you may think, despite what you may lack or think you lack. Amen. God never calls the qualified. He qualifies the called. Amen. How many have heard that? You, you know that if God is talking to you today, he's called you and he will give you the tools to complete the task at hand. Amen. Serving the mission of God's kingdom. And I want to read some verses here, starting in verse three through eight of chapter 12. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment. <clears throat> Excuse me. As God has allow, allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, individually members one of another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly, if prophecy according to the proportion of his faith. If service, in his serving. Or he who teaches, in his teaching. Or he who exhorts, in his exhortation. He who gives, with liberality. He who leads, with diligence. He who shows mercy, with cheerfulness. Everybody say, 
with me. I am part of God's body. And every one of you are a different piece of that puzzle. Every one of you. But yet we fit like this. We fit together in unity. Amen? Each of us are a small part of the puzzle. Have you ever tried to do a puzzle without, the, without doing the border first? It's almost impossible. you got to have the border pieces to do a puzzle. And just like, like that here in the church, we cannot function without each other. Every one of you here are vital pieces to that puzzle. And, and you may think, but Pastor Rick, I, I, I don't sing well. Uh, I don't play a, 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 a musical instrument. I don't know how to speak. You're still a valuable part of the puzzle. God has called you. And, and I guarantee you, God has gifted you, and you know what that gift is. And if you don't know, come hang out with us on Wednesday nights. We'll discover what that gift is, and we'll tell you what that gift is. Wednesday night, small group Bible study, we really get to know each other, and we pray for each other. And, and, and we'll tell you what that gift is, because it becomes very clear in those little meetings. Amen? So God has granted unto us a gift that only you can accomplish this year. This year, only you can accomplish that gift, that mission that God has tasked you with. Not the person next to you. You can elbow them right now. It's not them. It's you. Only you can do that. Amen? See, God has gifted us, each one of us, to fit into this body. And this morning, there's services going all around this, con- this country, this, this nation, this state, this community in American Canyon. We have over 20 churches here in this small community in American Canyon. We're small, small community. Vallejo, there's a church almost on every block in Vallejo. Um, I'm really amazed the, every street I travel as I get to know Vallejo more and more, how many churches are in Vallejo. And uh, that's people, a body of Christ that are all important to the Lord. They are all fulfilling their task. Amen? They're all fulfilling part of God's kingdom. So make sure that we continue to meet the needs of others by you fulfilling your part. Amen? Amen. And then, which takes us to the next point, which is point number four, learning to love properly. Learning to love. What does that mean? Well, let's read the scripture here. Romans 12, verses 9 through 10. Let love be without hypocrisy. Nothing worse than a hypocritical love. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, and give preference to one another in honor. You know, when I, when I read those words, you know what the one word that comes up is submission. Submission. There's no greater love in a, in a relationship than when you know your partner submits to you in love. There's no greater love than that. You don't want to be that domineering man or that domineering woman because it doesn't work too well. How many have figured that out yet? It doesn't work too well in a relationship. But when you become submissive, men, I'm talking to you too, not just the women, love abounds. Love then begins to flow as God created it. And that is part of what we need to do is love Properly, Lord, help us to love properly this year. Maybe I didn't love well enough. Maybe that coworker that I was talking about earlier, I didn't really mean to bring harm on him, Lord. Help me to love that person this coming year. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, 
You don't have to raise your hand on that. But here's the thing. The Lord wants you to love everybody around you. And that's part of being the church. Being the church is showing the attributes of God to those around you. You don't know if that, if that co-worker of yours, let's just pick on that co-worker for a second. You don't know what that co-worker is going through at home. You don't know what kind of hurts they may have or had. You don't know what's going on in their life necessarily to cause them to be that way, amen? So let's love on them anyways, despite what they say, despite what they do or what they don't do, amen? Learn to love properly. You see, the Bible tells us that love conquers all. Everybody say, love conquers all. And all is what? Is all. Everything. Love conquers all. And I don't know about you, but that's one of the, the, the things I want to improve on this year. I want to be able to show more love to my brothers, my sisters, my family. Uh, a, a spiritual, rich, deep love. I want you to know that I love you and that that love is the love flowing from my Father to you. Because that's what He wants from me. I want to improve on that this year. And it's also... What defined the apostles? Remember the early church? They were known by the love they had for one another. So that love must have been just oozing out of them. They must have just walked into a meeting like this. I'm talking about visitors that walk in and see the the disciples out here and said, Oh man, you see that love they have for one another? That's what I want visitors to come and say about our church. I want them to see Wow, that's amazing. I've never seen that kind of love. These people care for one another. Um, they, they're not hypocritical. And, and don't get me wrong. There's hypocrites in every church, okay? Let's just face that fact. There's hypocrites in every church. But what I'm talking about is I want the love of God to just ooze from us this year. Will you join me on that? Will you allow the Lord to just work through you in that area? This is an area that I want our church to be known for. And it is already. But I wanted to really be known for that, for love, uh, loving properly. Amen. And then our next point is determination. You got to have the determination. Romans twelve eleven says this, not lacking behind in diligence, being diligent, being diligent, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. When I hear the word diligence, I'm reminded of the word diligent. When I see the word fervent, I, I, I see somebody that, that's a go-getter. Someone that's taking care of business. Not, not one of these people that's wondering what just happened or the person that's just looking at what's happening. I'm talking about the person that's in the middle of it, in the thick of it. And, and, and that person right there, that's who we need to be. We need to be diligent. We need, we need to quit saying mañana. As we say in Spanish, right? We say mañana. That means tomorrow. Ah, tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. Well, guess what? Tomorrow may never come. Tomorrow may never come. Today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. Today is that day that maybe you need to witness to that coworker. Today is the day you maybe you need to go out and feed that homeless person you run into all the time. Today is the day you maybe need to go pray for him. Amen? Today. Learn to be determined. Don't allow, oh, it's going to rain. I don't want to get wet. That's not a determined spirit, is it? If God tells you and speaks to you, you go do it. You go do it. At whatever time he tells you to do it, you go do it. Amen? Be determined. 
And, and what that reminds me is that there's no quit in God's children. There's no quitters in God's kingdom. Amen? Can, can you say that with me? There's no quitters in God's kingdom. That's the great thing when I, when I read about these great prophets, Moses, Elijah, uh, all these wonderful men of God that went through trials and tribulations that you and I couldn't hang with. Job, anybody got it tough? Read the story of Job. They never quit. They never quit. Every one of them kept going, kept marching. As long as you keep taking one step in front of the other, you, you aren't going to go backwards. As long as you take one step, you don't have to take ten steps. Just keep putting one step in front of the other. And you be determined to accomplish what God has called you to do. Amen? We don't back down from a fight because the Lord fights our battles. Don't ever back down from a spiritual fight. You know, there, there's times to say and, and turn the other cheek, right? Um, or Dan's going to arrest you. But we, sometimes we have to use our wisdom, right? We've got to use wisdom. And sometimes it's good to turn the other cheek. Uh, but sometimes you need to stand there and fight your battle. Amen? God doesn't like quitters. And we can't quit in the middle of a fight. We can never quit. Uh, I'm always... Okay, I'm going to go back to the boxing scenario. One time, and you boxing fans know what I'm talking about. One time we had a quitter in the middle of a boxing match. And you know who I'm talking about. Roberto Duran. It's the famous no mas fight. He said no mas, which means no more. He, Sugar Ray Leonard beat him in this great fight years ago. But he had had it with, with the, the, the stuff that Sugar Ray Leonard was doing. And he quit. And that forever up, cemented that upon Roberto Duran as a quitter. And he had a, a really good reputation up until that point. But from that point on, he was remembered as a quitter. And great fighter, great legacy, all thrown away because he quit in the middle of a battle. And that's what you and I remember today, years and years later. Don't let that be you, that you're in the middle of a battle and then you just quit. Keep fighting the good fight, amen? Keep fighting the good fight. And then you can be like, like Joshua. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Amen. There was no quit in that statement. There, there was determination in that statement. Can I get an amen? There was determination. Amen. Determination. Which leads to our next point. Point number six. Proper perspective. You got to have a proper perspective in order to be transformed. And Romans 12 and verse 12 says this. Rejoicing in hope. Persevering in tribulation. Devoted to prayer. Wow. Rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer. Now when I say that, you may be thinking of individuals in your life that remind you of that. I, I know I'm thinking of one right now. Rejoicing in hope, always persevering in tribulation, and devoted to prayer. Lord, let that be us. Let that be each one of us this coming year. Help us to... Have a healthy perspective when it comes to the things of the Lord. Because it's so easy to get down. It's so easy to get depressed. It's so easy to allow the things that are going on in our world, circumstances, to knock us back for a loop. And, and throw us back 10 feet. And then we've got to start all over. It's so easy for the world to do that. But the Lord is wanting to remind you. He wants to transform you. 
And as long as you help keep that healthy perspective, it's the right perspective. Rejoice in hope always. Persevere in in tribulation. And be devoted to prayer. Those three keys right there will help you have a correct perspective this coming year. Because guess what? Every one of us are going to face tribulation. Every one of us are going to face a trial this year like never before. It just happens every year. But without the Lord's help, we're going to be thrown back 100 feet. And we're not going to know how to recover. We're not going to know how to recover. Have the Lord help you develop this proper perspective. Amen? Remember who's fighting your battles. It's not you. It's the Lord. It's the King of Kings. He goes before you and fights your battles. And then finally, in community. Actually, I have one more point after this. Number seven is in community. Romans chapter 12 and verses 13 through 20 say the following. Contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Ouch, Lord, that's not so easy. And bless those and and bless and do not curse. 15, verse 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation and never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Here's the great news about that, those verses right there. You're not alone. Everybody here, you're not alone. You may be facing circumstances like that. That's why I was referring to the coworker. You know, you don't want to seek revenge on that person. You want to love on that person. And in doing so, the Lord dumps heaping coals on that person. Do you know that? He takes the battle for you. Amen. We're a church congregation and we're powerful together. You cannot go out there and be a Lone Ranger Christian. I mean, you can. But you're tonto if you do that. I mean, that <laughs> you understood that, right? That means you're dumb if you do that, right? That's a Spanish word for dumb. Don't be out there being a Lone Ranger Christian. You have community here in the church. We're a chain, one link to another. And together, we're powerful. We're powerful together. I'll tell you this right now, and Sister Betty would tell you the same. She could not go through this whole process if she didn't have people around her that love her. And, and I don't care what it is that you're going through. If you don't have your church family around you, you will not be able to face it as God intended, as God wants to help you with. It's very tough to be out there because we have family members that are Lone Ranger Christians. Um, there, I know some people, I should say, that are Lone Ranger Christians and, and they struggle. They struggle. It's very, very tough to do it that way. We have to be and realize that we're a church community. We're in community together. Together, peace flows from within us. Peace flows from within us together. Amen.
And in closing this morning, the last point I have for you is live righteously. Live righteously. So easy to say, so easy, or not so easy to do sometimes, but live righteously. Romans chapter 12 and verse 21 says this, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Again, sometimes we just want to go in there and boom, we want to handle it. We want to take care of business. But the Lord is telling us, do not repay or be overcome by evil. Do not be overcome by it. Because it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. But overcome evil with good. Now, n- no, none of us, none of us have the strength to overcome evil. None of us have that strength without God's help. Amen? Do you realize that? Do you know that? Have you faced that dilemma? Have you tried to do it on your own and overcome a situation without God's help and realize how quickly you did a face plant? Right? You will do a face plant. God wants to help you through that process. Amen? He wants to help you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to empower you with the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome evil with good. See, when we choose to be filled with His Spirit, when we choose to be filled with the Spirit of God, the Bible calls you a conqueror. The Bible says, actually, that you're more than conquerors, that you can overcome anything that's thrown at you. That the, the Bible also says He will never give you anything more than you can handle. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13, that He will not give you anything more than you can handle. And boy, does He take us right up to that level. The Lord knows how to do that. I know that. The Lord knows how to do that. But yet, in His loving way, then He takes us and He says, Okay, I'm going to love on you because I know that's all you can handle now. You've grown now. You've matured now. You've, you've received wisdom because you've gone through that trial. Amen? And the Lord wants to love us. And when we live righteously like that, we, we receive so many blessings. We receive the... See, I was talking to my daughter this morning. You know, our choices that we make in life, we have consequences for those choices, good and bad. And when you live righteously, you receive the consequences of living righteously, which are a blessed life, which is God's favor in your life. But on the flip side, if you don't, you're going to receive those consequences as well. And you cannot walk away from it. You will receive judgment. Amen? Even if you come back to the Lord, you still will have to pay for that consequence year of, of an indiscretion or whatever. You will still have to pay for it. And how many know that this morning? I, I, I had a brother real quick. Years ago, years ago, a friend, and, and he came to the, know the Lord, and, and uh, he walked with the Lord, but yet, at, I think it was about a year after he was serving the Lord, he had to go pay or serve time in county jail. For an indiscretion that took place two, three years before. See, we still are responsible and held to the consequences of our choices. Amen? So, again, live righteously. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The Bible says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. How many believe that this morning? That you can do all things through Christ. Amen? In the name of Jesus... You can do all things through Christ. And as we go forward into this new year, 
My prayer is that you, you allow the Holy Spirit to transform you from the inside out. Lord, renew my mind. Pray that. Ask the Lord to renew your mind at the end of every day. If you don't do that, begin to do that. Because I know you have junk from the world being poured into you every day. Every day there's junk being poured out. Lord, renew my mind. Renew my mind. Renew my spirit, Lord, that I might serve you in righteousness, Lord. Because I know what I have inside of me is not good. I know that I can't do it without you. Amen? So, Lord, help us to be transformed this year. And the Lord wants to lead each one of us this year into new territory. New territory. You know that? He wants to take you and lead you into new territory. Just as he told Moses, I have the promised land for you, waiting for you. And, and, and they were fearful in that process. But the Lord has new territory for each of us this year. And that's part of the transformation process. I know that. The Lord has told me that, that he's giving you new territory this year. And you just have to receive it. You have to walk in obedience. Will you do that this morning? Will you begin to do that and walk in, in favor and walk in, in, in the promises of what we just spoke about this morning? Will you do that? Amen. Amen.